Welcome to On Aeon, a now award-winning podcast featuring conversations between colleagues on, well, Aeon. This week, we hear from Dr. Afni Kaur on DE&I in the workplace. And now, this week's host, Joey Rahab. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Joey Rahab. I've been a colleague at Aeon since 2015. In my current role, I'm Senior Vice President in our Canadian Health Solutions Practice, and I lead the Chief Broking Officer function, as well as sales and growth for our practice in Canada. I'm excited today because um, there's a topic that we're talking about that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, In the workplace today, it has evolved over the last few years, as many organizations have looked to embed diversity, equity, and inclusion into their organization-wide policies. This includes things like benefits, compensation, manager training, and talent development. As these policies mature and grow and take a life of their own in the organization, a data-driven approach has been used to help determine how effective these policies and efforts are and what we need to do to improve them. Today, I'm very lucky to be in London, England with a colleague of mine, Avneet, um, who I'll pass to introduce herself. Um, we are going to be talking about Aon's diversity, equity, and inclusion survey that was recently run and the positive correlations that we found between employee engagement and a company's DE&I commitment and action. So Dr. Avni Kaur, please introduce yourself. Thanks, Joy. We're glad you're here. You're joining us uh, from London in London. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Avni. I head up our advisory and specialty practice for AMIA Health Solutions Business. I uh, have been with Aon for less than three years. It seems, it's you know, my time here has been pretty exciting. It seemed like an interesting place to be. And uh, yeah, we recently done a global DEI survey, and Joey and I, we're very excited to talk about that. Awesome. Like I said, very happy to have you here. But before I start throwing hardball questions at you, we'll start off with something really easy. How about what's one piece of career advice you would have given yourself if you were just entering the workplace today? Interesting. That is not an easy one, though. <laughs> so reflecting back, I think. Uh, when I joined the workforce or when I you know, took up my first job, um, I would say I had loads of, loads of self-doubt as compared to, you know, am I, am I good enough? Am I good enough as compared to my peers? Are people going to see through me and realize that she doesn't know anything? But today, I think I realize that having trust in one, one's own self, that is the most important thing. And that's, that's the advice I'll give myself. That's awesome. Avneet and I have the um, very good luxury of sitting through a bit of a training course, and we learned a lot about trust. So it's great to hear that that's something that you would have um, spoken to yourself about. Um, so let's just jump right in. Um, why don't you start off by giving us uh, just a broad overview of the global DEI survey and uh, what, what it is and what does it measure? Thanks. So, uh, of course, uh, Joey, diversity, equity, and inclusion is not a new theme for organizations. Uh, however, in 2020, Aon launched their new DNI proposition, taking into the factors which were, you know, facing us at that moment. And what we realized, what we very quickly, uh, you know, figured out, was that clients want to understand what is actually going on, what is the current practice, and try and formulate a best practice around this. Uh, 
based on that feedback based on you know uh, the need of the client we decided to run a flagship um global diversity equity and inclusion survey focused specifically on benefits because there is very little data around benefits and how they impact uh talent attraction retention and most importantly supporting the needs of your workforce we ran the survey uh over q2 q3 last year uh we were lucky that we got so much a response from clients so we had 1200 respondents over 55 countries uh 11 different industries responding to the survey and some of the key findings the most important finding that uh, you know we have been able to establish on the back of the survey is that companies who follow through on their commitment who walk the talk with regards to diversity equity and inclusion policies they actually see a higher level of employee engagement these companies they tend to do uh more uh with regards to understanding uh you know what is the diverse set of need for employees they tend to have a very clear definition of what deni stands for them as a firm uh their policies are more wide they cover a diverse set of employee needs like i mentioned earlier and lastly they do even more to measure their progress on diversity equity and inclusion commitment so i mean did they the survey is very interesting like i said and did they measure uh, did it measure specifically anything to do with regards to anything outside of de and i policies so how we structured the survey we structured the survey in uh, three different sections the first one was aimed at a global audience because people who have global roles tend to um, have a very different need with regards to what data points they want as compared to somebody who is sitting in a country uh so the prominent questions on policy were connected to uh, our global survey uh at the country level we split it into two separate countries so some sensitive countries and some you know overall uh countries non sensitive countries uh there we had detailed benefit related questions uh, these questions covered almost six different areas which covered health equity uh it covered aging population it covered family forming benefits uh it looked at um what is the support for uh gender differences in health uh we looked at uh transgender healthcare as well and we also looked at uh leave policies globally and how they are changing today to accommodate the needs of the different uh you know situations which employees are facing thank you amin um maybe you could hit on some very specific findings that you that you found from the survey cool for sure so one of the important ones do i i just covered with regards to you know engagement and and the results that we see with commitment but uh, i think the response very clearly indicated that this is an area of high importance for business we are seeing uh 74% of organizations have a very clear defined dni policy i think that's really important if you want to get the momentum behind something you have to define it quite clearly so that everybody can stand behind one focus uh the other important finding uh we we got to the survey was the amount of focus there is on 
on making sure that there is responsibility and accountability. So 84% of companies have colleagues identified for leading uh, DEI uh, efforts within the organization. And I was presenting the survey to uh, Aon's uh, Global Inclusive Leadership Council the other day. And the question they asked for was, is this something that they that companies identify uh, one individual or they tend to have a council uh, responsible for driving these efforts? And we do see a mix of that with regards to how responsibility is shared. And uh, one of the key parts here is to make sure that you are solving for how it would work in your business rather than you know following your trends. Um, last last important point to say is there is huge leadership support in all businesses to drive the agenda forward. 93% uh, of organizations reported that they have leadership support in this area. That's great. In particular, the comment around um, support from leadership, um, well, quite frankly, all levels of the organization is important. But maybe comment a little bit about why that leadership function is, it plays such a substantive role. So, Joe, you know, whenever we had brought up topics like, let's say, diversity and inclusion, they were always shoved to being HR topics. But as now, with COVID, with the environmental impact and the awareness this has brought, it has come to the forefront and has become a business focus. It is no longer just HR who's thinking about, hey, what do we need? But with the results uh, that this brings, the business impact, let's say having a diverse and inclusive culture uh, can, um, having a diverse workforce and inclusive culture can bring, the results are there. So businesses are really interested in doing this. In addition to this, um, there is regulatory impact on how we would how we would want to show as a firm uh, ESG requirements uh, as well. So all of this has made it important for the business function to really understand the importance of a diversity, equity, and inclusion, and make it a part of their day to day. It's no longer something, you know, which just HR should own. Yeah, that's amazing. And as a, as a Canadian, I'm seeing very similar trends, whether that's regulatory or, or otherwise, that are causing senior leaders to look up and say, you know, this is something more than just a, a policy we put on paper or a program we implement. So it's, it's great to see that they there's more of an active role, especially in senior leadership, to make this a, a key function. Um, let's change gears a little bit. Um, we, we talked about DEI and it forming a, a, a form of policy. Oftentimes, things like health and benefits get ignored um, as part of that, or um, it's a singular tactical solution included to, to, to address diversity, equity, inclusion, whether that's uh, conception support or, or whatever the case may be. Could you maybe talk about how having a holistic strategy around health and benefits play a role in supporting DEI? Sure. So um, a lot of uh, planned conversations um, where I've been in, where the topic of diversity and inclusion has been brought up, the instinctive reaction is to look at comp, look at pay equity across gender, think about social mobility. And naturally, companies or leaders don't really go into the benefit space to say, hey, what can I do here? Uh, 
in one of these conversations, uh, there was a client of ours who, who we were able to engage. And that client was losing a lot of female talent. And they were wondering, looking at the compensation pressures, how can they actually make sure that they attract and they are able to support the female workforce? And what we were able to do, this, this was something that we did across 29 different markets, was a, a huge population size, uh, tech manufacturing sector, sector client. And what we, what we realized was we started with an audit uh, of what benefit policies they were offering. But we started realizing that there was very little information available at the center with regards to you know, how these benefits are getting utilized, what is the preference, uh, are employees even aware of any kind of support systems available. And it was very eye-opening to the client to have a look at what set of data they have available and how they can pull certain levers to help their employees without, let's say, going into high investments or, you know, rolling out some, you know, very high cost benefits. And we've implemented those uh, changes uh, Q3 last year. So very soon we should be able to, you know, see how that has impacted and get a review and see, you know, how that, how that moves forward. I have a I have a, a viewpoint around you know some of these things, um, especially programs that you implement around alignment with a broader DEI strategy and how those play a role in your benefits plan, retirement plans, compensation programs, what whatever it may be. It creates that connection and alignment with cultural values. Would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's a that's a really good reflection. You cannot, uh, you know, just go out and do this in one specific area. You have to, you know, think through how you're impacting this culturally. Uh, we are, Aon, actually, we are developing the next level of our proposition, and we have included belonging as one of the important ingredients to the mix. And we think that looking at all of these different aspects, understanding how you're attracting the right set of talent, how you are retaining them, how you want to make sure that the, your best talent is also, you know, uh, attracting others, engaging the, your current workforce. And those on the outside, actually, they realize that this is a great place to work. And you cannot do that by just focusing on one aspect. You have to look at this in the holistic term. And of course, you know, understand how this impacts your employees. And there is no sort of right and wrong with regards to whose needs uh, we are going to address. You have to, or even which trend should we follow. Look at your own workforce and figure out what, what makes the most sense for you. I think that really aligns with uh, a recent discussion paper we released in Canada the concept of um, belonging, diversity, equity, and inclusion being more than just pay, being more than just compensation, being more than just a, a policy. It is, it is more holistic. It has to be more organic in relation to what the organization is trying to achieve. So uh, the alignment feels really good. Uh, you know, as we kind of talk about other countries, was there any findings, were there any findings from the survey um, that were unique by geography that you'd want to comment on? 
Uh, yes, actually, we did find quite a lot of differences across geographies. Uh, while I think the importance is quite similar, it doesn't, um, you know, wane too much. Uh, but there are certain topics you would see of higher importance in certain geographies uh, than others. Uh, so, for example, we saw there was a very, very high focus on income disparity in North America and in Europe. And on the other hand, if I look at uh, aging population, there was a big focus in uh, Asia Pacific with regards to you know, taking certain actions to address the challenges that they are facing right now. Uh, some of the other areas that you know, we are starting to see uh, come to the forefront is um, you know, thinking around disability and how from a disability standpoint, uh, you need to think about individual as a whole, the employee or the person outside the workforce as well or your workplace as well. So organizations globally, they are supporting uh, individuals with regards to accessible, accessible tools or you know, creating, uh, bringing some technology in, uh, speech to text devices, et cetera. But the moment we move away from the workplace, we see that globally that's an area that companies can do more in. That's interesting. I mean, the, the role of the organization in, um, in this sort of um, field is growing and evolving and being better defined every day. We hit on a question earlier with regards to senior leadership involvement and commitment with regards to DEI. A bit of a combo question for you. So we, we, we discussed HR's role and they've played a prominent role um, till now. Who else in the organization should be paying attention? And what are the maybe two or three takeaways that they should be um, thinking about as they're listening to this? Um, I would reflect back to one of your comments earlier, Joy. So you said that uh, it's everybody's business. So we need everybody involved at all levels. It is critically important that our people, our leaders, our managers, um, even the board, all teams, they realize that this is not just being done because somebody thinks it's a good idea. Of course, it is a good idea, but the results and the impact uh, we have seen businesses have, that is very significant. Be it accessing new markets, thinking across supply chains, bringing new products in the market to address the need of the underserved, I think there's there's enough evidence to make sure that we are really not excluding anybody and we are thinking uh, from the principles of universal design. In, and just to you know bring it back to our benefits conversation, I think it starts at uh, understanding that the needs of your workforce are very different today than they were, I don't know, 20 years back, which you know, even let's pick up the composition of family. How you define a family has changed so much that you need to really have a look through and understand that any line, anything you're doing, is it inclusive or is it not, you know, um, without unknowingly um, being, being an environment where it's excluding people. Yeah, I think it's one area where we, we, we are looking to um, 
question clients to question the status quo. Yeah. Um, average average doesn't exist in the same fashion it did before. So how do you respond to the broader needs, the make your programs inclusive, um, and remove bias as much as possible from your from your programs. This has been a great conversation. We could go on and on and on, but uh, we do have to wrap at some point. So why don't I end it on a, on a lighthearted note? I mean, why don't you tell us about a book you are reading or maybe the last one you finished um, and uh, maybe what you liked about it? It's interesting you ask that because I've uh, been, you know, uh, telling everybody about that book because I found a book. I usually, I'm, I'm, I'm a fiction reader. I typically tend to read, read fiction and, you know, like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and stuff and or murder mysteries. But I found a very interesting book, which is a comedy book. It's called Three Men in a Boat. And it's about, it's written by Jerome K. Jerome. And it's about uh, three men uh, going up the River Thames and their dog. And it's just interesting the way you know the whole interaction or human interaction is described there and how they you know depict your inner thoughts you know when you're coming waking uh, up in the morning and just getting off bed and you're just thinking what's what's happening so i would recommend everybody to read it it's it's fantastic you would be laughing in each, each page and it's yeah really good well i wonder what the aeon equivalent would be if three minutes <laughs> anyway that's for another day this has been a conversation on Aon and DE&I in the workplace. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this latest episode, tune in soon for our next edition. You can also check out past episodes on Simplecast. To learn more about Aon, its colleagues, solutions, and news, check out our show notes and visit our website at aon.com.